right, here we go again, Sal. Another episode of the High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. And we have a Premier guest with us today, uh, Ben Haney, and from our Liquid Fuels division. So, Ben, without further ado, we'll kick this off and let you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, some of your work history and things that you've been involved in and your job at Premier. So, Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I guess uh, Sal come up this morning yeah. and said, hey, somebody canceled. Can you come in? I know. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm like second fiddle or third fiddle here. I was like, hey, I got a favor to ask. And uh, he goes, what is it? And I was like, that's not a com- – you didn't confirm that you're going to do right. the favor yet. Right. Just say yes. <laughs> I asked if it was legal or illegal first. So, so I, you know. Just so all of our listeners know, there is no prep work for much of this. There's not, there's not much prep work for any of these. If they've listened to them, they know that. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and apologize for that. So, uh, anyways, hey, just to answer my work history. So I've been with, uh, with Premier for 16 years. Uh, before that, I was with Jackson Jennings for five years where I drove a tender truck and kind of did the old odd stuff out there. Um, in between time though, I did own a trucking company and, uh, had, had good success with that. And Mike Carson, he, uh, he actually offered me a job and somebody wanted to buy a truck same day. So, uh, wow, that's where I ended up now. So I, I, I thought, whoop, and my wife was having a, having the second kid. So I, yeah, it's time to grow up and, <laughs> and kind of get back into the real world here when reality hits you yeah, yeah we all know where we were that day that's yeah. a slap. yeah exactly it's <laughs> exactly what it is but yeah so uh yeah I, i'm uh happy to be here uh premier is a great place to work for and it allows me to do some other things on the side where we have a hydroponic greenhouse at home uh raise quite a few cattle uh, both beef cows and stalker herd and got a number of other things going too but uh, we won't get into them but right at premier right now what i'm doing is uh kind of responsible for refined fuels and transportation so a lot of people don't realize we do have a transportation division where we have uh, 11 tanker trucks honestly don't remember how many ryan might know how many hopper bottoms we have and dump trailers but uh, i don't know i we, we just added two, so I think that's Actually, maybe eight, seven or eight, eight and uh, one dump and three bottles. And when yeah. you lose count, it's a lot. Let's just say it's, <laughs> you, you can't think of how many it is. Yeah, as he yeah. says, many people don't know we have a transportation department. Once you become aware of it, it, be, it becomes a beast. <laughs> it is definitely a beast, that's for sure. So, Yeah, so that's just a little bit about um, what I do here. You don't sleep very much, do you, Ben? I mean, you don't have a lot of downtime because uh, – uh, you're the first one here in the office, generally every morning, and and uh, checking the markets, and and uh, and he's so reserved most of the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> I just try and keep to myself <laughs> on there. Uh, well, one of the topics we want to talk about when we uh, when we got started today was uh, renewable fuels, and uh, and I've learned a lot about it just since uh, my time here at Premier Ag. But tell us a little bit about renewable fuels and what they are, and. Uh, I guess what it means uh, to to the consumer and to Premier Ag. So what is renewable fuels? Well, renewable fuels can be a, a multitude of different things, but what we have here on the uh, on Premier Ag side, Premier Energy side, um, would be a diesel, biodiesel, which is soy-based, or it can be animal fats or whatever, or um, ethanol. So those are the two main products that we have that we push on the renewable fuel side um, here at Premier with it. And so that's a... At all of our stations or at any gas stations, can you buy uh, re- this renewable fuels? I mean, the whole concept is, is that it we can grow it and it's locally, it's energy that comes from the farm, correct? 
Correct, correct. So, yeah, all of our, I shouldn't say all of it, we do have some recreational gas that does not have, have uh, ethanol in it. But most all the gas you buy from us is going to be 10% ethanol um, in, in it, whether it's at the gas station or from our tank wagon delivery trucks or a transport load going to, going to someone else. And uh, here at Premier, I mean, we love 10% ethanol. Of course, we're supporting our corn growers and everybody else when we do that. Um, we have to blend 10% into our fuels. It helps us meet an RFS standard, which is, which is set by the government on how many gallons we have to blend in there. And we love 10%. People all think, oh, they don't want to blend 10% ethanol in there because of whatever, big oil and yada, da da. But we really have to have 10% because our, our refineries make 84 octane gas. Without 10% ethanol, we don't have 87 so, yeah, we like 10% ethanol because it's cheaper for us to make an 84 octane than it is an 87. So um, we, we do love that. Um, some One of our stations here, we actually have E15 um, at, at the Broadway station here in Seymour, so which is 15% ethanol with it. So we encourage people to go up there and take a look at it. We actually have it priced cheaper than, than uh, regular 87 octane gas, just trying to get people to hit the button and get more people involved in burning ethanol i've seen that it's a higher octane but it costs less yeah it costs less yeah yeah that's exactly right and at brownstown we you can actually select whether you want an e10 or you want an e85 and you in between there you can you can take your picks there too with the ethanol side hmm. so you can actually just increase it right to the pump you just make the selection right there yeah you make the selection just like you would if you were selecting 87 89 or 93 hmm. octane we just need to get more people to push that button you know, we, we have we have ethanol in Brownstown, which is a great ag community. Ton of people there that should support agriculture, but we just can't get anybody to push the button most of the time. I don't I don't know if they're afraid of it or what it is, but hey, it's it's there and ready to be used. But there are some restrictions on it um, for a vehicle year, but it's an older vehicle. I mean, it's we're not dealing with a lot of those on the road likely. Yeah, anymore. there's not too many of them. I mean, if you've got one of the older vehicles that wouldn't use it, pre what two thousand. Yeah, somewhere in there, 2000, 2001. I don't know right off, off the top of my head. but hmm. um, So it's yeah. been around for a long time, and most all the newer vehicles, we can pretty much say that. All the new vehicles, yeah. You're yeah. in good shape to go up to an E15. Or unleaded 88s, what they like to call it, the, 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 the real word for it, I guess. So. And so for the diesel side, the biodiesel, uh, what, is, what does that mean? What, uh, tell us the... How much is blended in with like a straight diesel fuel? Tell us what a what, biodiesel. A is. biodiesel, you, you can go up to a five percent blend and just call it normal diesel. Um, you don't even have to label any anything different, saying "Hey, I got biodiesel in there" or, or whatever. But we do uh, we do support the five percent biodiesel blend um, across the board there. And we do again at Brownstown. We have a blender pump down there where you can select whatever uh, whatever grade of biodiesel you want, up to twenty percent. So you can go from B zero to to B20 and, and catch it in between. And once again, I, I can't figure it out. Everybody hollers and wants, and I need to have, I need to have biodiesel and all this available, but um, we just aren't getting people to push the button and support support it. Hmm. And, that is uh, strange because it, it burns good, right? Clean. Yeah, everything everything burns the same. Yeah. So there's there's no no huge difference in, in, in what it is. Uh, some of the advantages, I guess, for a consumer, I mean, I'm not an expert on on how gas burns or or diesel uh, ratings, but what's for a consumer perspective? You already said that we have a higher octane gas. Uh, I guess 
from a consumer perspective, is there any other benefits? I mean, does it, I, I see on the sticker, it does burn cleaner, correct? On the pump. Right. Yeah. It, it's a cleaner burning fuel. Um, it, it, it helps, helps the environment, I guess is, is the yeah. best way to put it. And the yeah. mileage, the mileage is similar mileage. Hey, we've, there's a number of us have been running the uh, E88, um, 15% ethanol blend for, I don't know, almost a year. And we've none been able to come up with a, a mileage decrease with wow. it. Actually, some of them have said they've actually increased their mileage with it. I know with an E85, you tend to lose some mileage um, with it. but So price less and same price less. It helps helps the ag community. Um, I, I really can't tell you there's any fault in it, I, except for people are afraid of. You got to get people reason. to use it. You yeah, you can't you can't sit there and complain about us not using enough or wanting to burn it if you won't do it yourself. So, um, yeah. Well, it sounds like we've got that new station there at Brownstown and all the stations. So it's there, it's there available for everybody that wants it. Yep. And uh, I know at Brownstown, it's got almost every selection you can imagine. Any grade of ethanol, biodiesel, or even just straight gas, um, we have it there. That's okay. that's definitely has everything you want. So we're doing our part to to support that um, as far as trying to push those gallons through. What does it mean for our growers? Um, clearly, we have a we have an opportunity to sell ethanol uh, just up the road, corn for ethanol. I'm sorry, um, but what does that mean for growers? Do you know uh, how many bushels a year is attributed to ethanol production? Boy, if I if I'd have been prepared and wouldn't be a last minute guest, I'd have probably had that information <laughs> for you, and I'd pull one out my. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't do that right now. Well, I'm sure. whatever. <laughs> Whack that out. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, then. We don't know that. <laughs> but so, I, I don't know, but I do know that it, it's a huge portion um, of where our corn goes around here. I mean, we've got multiple multiple locations that, that do ethanol or make ethanol, and, and we support it as much as we can and, and we want to. I mean, everybody's got to keep in mind, too, if you don't get on the on the – on the page with using ethanol, a higher blend or pushing so that we can do a higher blend year round. Um, you know, and this electric vehicle stuff comes through. If, if you think that's a good thing being a farmer, you, you know, I, maybe if you got solar panels or whatever, yeah, it's going to be a good thing for you for a little while. But um, once corn starts getting depl- displaced ethanol, it's going to start hurting the price. Well, even I've got a lot of questions about that. It's, I know we can't answer here, but, to me, it just seems like the power has to come from somewhere. And if it's electric or whether it's gas, there's no free energy. And uh, there's a cost somewhere. And uh, I'm not sure that charging headlong into, into, one, <laughs> in, into one sort of power is, is, is beneficial. There's a trade-off. And I, I feel like we're not answering the other side of the equation. Right. And uh, that's, I mean... I, I got Milwaukee power tools, or not to say a brand, but I'm sure you do too, or, or some sort of power tools, and they run on batteries, and that's good. But it just it feels like on our power grid that it just seems like it's going to really tax it to, to try to move that many vehicles. And we got to make it with coal or burning natural gas or something. So it seems, feels like there's just a trade-off that no one's talking about the other side of the equation. Yeah, I, I just I think they're missing that whole equation. I mean, even the trade-off, just growing corn, I mean, what did they say whenever – Whenever we're growing corn, it's like we get rid of all the carbon in the air or something, and we're so much cleaner in this area. But you start doing away with a lot of production of row crop agriculture or whatever it is. I mean, I, I just I don't get it. I don't I don't get where they're trying to yeah, come all up the, with. All the easy questions have been answered. It's the hard ones that people seem to avoid. They don't like. To- <laughs> 
Yeah, but, yeah. It's, 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 it's the obvious one sometimes yeah. they try and avoid, I think. Well, it is, you know, we see natural disasters. We've had some major tornadoes. We've had some major hurricanes. And in and, and, and those areas where the infrastructure has been destroyed for electricity, there's still the opportunity to haul them fuel. There's still the opportunity to get them uh, chainsaws running, vehicles huh. running, ambulances and hospital generators running. We can't haul them electricity. And that's no. troublesome. Uh, in these times of natural disasters, and I've got some friends who were affected by the by that recent tornadoes in Kentucky, and that was what they said. You know, they've been without power for days and days and days and days and days, and you that's that's a problem if you need to charge your car to go somewhere. Wow. Yeah, or or your or your Milwaukee or, or your emergency yeah. vehicle. Or your yeah. emergency is, vehicle. You know. <clears throat> You've oh got to you got to be able to go when it's time to go. I mean, look at Texas last year. Whenever we had the snowstorm and their power grid went down for the most part, I mean, those people were. We're down, and people were bragging about being able to run their house off their F-150 electric vehicle. Well, yeah, at some point in time, that battery's going to go dead. Great. Now I've got something else to worry about. I guess. So. <laughs> Gosh. As if you needed it. I didn't so. need anything. <laughs> so well, so let's transition <laughs> off of that just a little bit. As we get away from renewable fuels, we know that there's uh, there's issues all over uh, with, with supply chain problems. Um, DEF is something that we're all beginning to get used to or way over used to uh, in the uh, operation of our diesel vehicles. Uh, we've heard a little bit about a DEF shortage. Tell us about that. Well, first, we might say what DEF is. We've got uh, some listeners that may yeah. not even know what it, what it does. Yeah, DEF, well, it's a diesel exhaust fluid, and what it amounts to is it's a, it's a 32% solution um, that's injected into the regen system on a truck and cleans the air so it's cleaner coming out than it is going in um 32 percent solution of nitrogen yes yeah. yep yeah it's a it's a 32 actually it's a it's a peril urea that they blend down with distilled water and uh, there's some process in it i won't act like i know what's going on but uh <laughs> go ahead no, the rest no, of they, us do <laughs> they, they come up with it so uh <laughs> but yeah we are having a problem getting in the uh the the pure urea and getting that being able to make the product itself. I wouldn't say we're, we're going to have a shortage or anything. I don't want to cause any alarm, but uh, yeah, we're starting to struggle making sure we have, have what we need and where we need it, when we need it, because, you know, most of the vehicles on the road, tractors, our application equipment, everything uses, you know, combines, semis, every diesel motor that's above a size. Yeah. And uh, back to the law of unintended consequences. So now we've got a, all of our transportation has to have this component and uh, it's not really needed in the process, but to, for the cleaning and, and uh, making the air cleaner. So now we've gotten a component that may be short and, and could restrict it. Right. Cause they won't run without it. They will not run without it. Yeah. They, they won't run without it. And you know, that goes back that whole diesel exhaust fluid. It, it works. You know, it's a kind of a pain in the, you know what, whenever, uh, Whenever you have to use it, you got to stop and fill it up, keep it pure and clean and, and all that. But to go back to your earlier stance where, where we talked about electric cars and things, I don't know when they run an electric car if the air coming out of it's going to be cleaner than going back in. But, you know, on a new diesel, the air's cleaner coming out than it is going in. So um, kind of contradicts what, what everybody's wanting to do and and uh, and make it go. But for to answer the question, hopefully we'll be in good shape with the diesel exhaust fluid. Uh, we won't. We'll be able to make sure all our customers are taken care of going forward and keeps keeps transportation going, tractors going, combines going um, throughout the year. You bought a, uh, speaking of trucks and transportation, you bought a diesel, you bought a truck to deliver bulk 
diesel exhaust fluid, mm-hmm. right? And right. We're doing a lot of that now. Yeah, yeah. We actually haul about uh, 300,000 gallons of bulk diesel exhaust fluid a year right now. Oh, my uh, God. Since we merged and we've got some more, that may be a little bit higher, but those were the last numbers I've seen. So, yeah, there's a lot of diesel exhaust fluid used in this country. So That puts it in perspective because it's using such a small percentage in proportion to how much diesel you Right. Yeah. And it, it varies what percentage they use the diesel. I could give you all kinds of numbers and somebody else is going to have a different one. But yeah, there is a, you know, three to 5% usage versus diesel. Okay. Tell us a little bit about uh, Premier's bulk oil and fuel deliveries. How many gallons are you doing? Um, we're, we're, we've obviously offered that service to our customers. So delve into that just a little bit through our delivery mechanisms, getting to the customer. On um, bulk oil? Sure. Okay. And fuel both. And fuel both. All right. Well, bulk oil, you know, we, we do have, we have two trucks, three trucks actually dedicated to hauling bulk oil to our customers. Well, we have a full-time one and a half, I should say, guys, that's all they do is deliver bulk oil, 1540, tractor hydraulic fluid, um, other hydraulic 6832. So um, we have a huge, a huge bulk oil demand. I honestly don't know what those gallons are. Um, to answer right off off the top of that but uh on our fuel delivery side you know we were we were diving into that the other day i think we have 25 um don't quote me on that because it's probably wrong but uh 25 tank wagon delivery trucks um, with the largest tank wagon truck being 6500 gallons and most of them are running in that 4000 gallon range but uh yeah we have a we have a huge delivery system when it comes to tank wagon diesel fuel and gas I tell you, just uh, and I, I kind of made the joke about you making the coffee in the morning. But every morning when you come in, you look at our our positions, right? I mean, you look at the positions of, of Premier Ag, you look at the markets, and then you buy, uh, you buy contracts. And so, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize. I mean, we 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 actually uh, we we haul about a hundred million gallons of fuel a year right now, which may or may not sound like a lot but sounds like a lot to me so so whenever we get down there and look at it <laughs> you, you think well what what's one penny going to cost you uh, i mean if if you if you lose a penny or you make a penny on a million gallons how do you know that math right offhand? Uh, it sounds cool? like a lot i know a little number times a big number is oh, still man. a big number you guys put me on the spot today, straight from it? our cfo <laughs> i believe i yeah. believe our cfo quotes that a lot <laughs> <laughs> a really little number times a really yeah. big number is still a big number so yeah we come in and check the markets every morning first thing to make sure our position's right our, our bulk plants are where we want them to be you know a penny's a million ga- or a million dollars so when it gets down to it and you mess up five or six pennies a day or so on and so forth it starts to add up quite a bit pretty fast <laughs> with them so you gotta make sure trucks pulling out of the right terminals and things so we actually we're pulling out of knoxville tennessee every day for some of our unbranded sites down in kentucky a lot of people don't realize up here in indiana you know 90 percent of what we do is country mark based fuel so so we have that but um, we cover most all of kentucky and go into illinois a little bit Ohio and Indiana so we're hauling a lot of fuel and making a lot of moves and getting our positions and making sure we got products secured um, as we go forward and now going into the winter months I heard you mention in the staff meeting this morning um, our fuel is uh, ready for the winter right it comes right right have that we we do that we start getting that process going late October early November and uh, we try and make sure everybody's blended down and, and ready to go 
uh, for the winter when we get this nice cold blast going and these heaters start kicking on. Little little shout out to the propane guys there. They can get some cold <laughs> cold weather going uh, this year finally. But um, yeah, we're we're in good shape. Negative ten, negative fifteen range right now. If it if it gets below negative fifteen, we ought to just be in there inside anyway. We shouldn't be outside. Yeah, we shouldn't be outside. <laughs> I'm game for that. I won't go outside. <laughs> All right, so we offer the – you talked about contracting for Premier's benefit, but you also offer contracting going to the consumer side as well. We'll yeah. talk about that yeah. just a little bit. We're a little unique. I know some other companies do it, but, you know, we'll go as low as 1,000 gallons um, on a contract for a year. So so we'll, we'll, we'll tailor it to whatever the customer's needing, whatever the patron's needing, and uh, go. So we've got customers that'll, that'll contract 1,000 gallons, and we got – Customers that'll contract five million gallons um, in a whack. So we have that opportunity. You can set up the time frame whenever you want: one month, two months, six months, a year, two years. However you want to, however you want it tailored, whatever fits your needs and and where you want to go. Boy, our drivers do a great job. I mean, I see them out there. Uh, shout out to the propane side and and uh, the liquid fuel side. I mean, they are out there um, taking care of the customers. They're on the roads every day. Uh, either hauling out to the construction companies or the trucking companies or the farmers. Right. Uh, but they are, they are hauling fuel all the time. Yeah, we have a great bunch of guys out there hauling, hauling product for you, whether it's in the tank wagon or the semis. Um, they, they've done, done well. We're only as good as they are, so they get the job done for us. They make, they make my job look easier at times, and they make it harder at times, but <laughs> most of the time it's harder, I guess. But, um, yeah, so either way, it's, it's, they do a good job. Do a good job. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else. So. I don't have anything else. Ben, you have anything? Any words of wisdom? You want to talk about uh, electric vehicles some more? Or? I, I, I probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> it would not. It would not end well. I, 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 they said you guys said a duck would quack if I started cussing. So yeah. well, I, I don't does. think we would hear anything but the duck. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to talk to you. And uh, we look forward to having you back. Uh, we we are, there's always something to talk about in your division. There's no question. So, uh, we'll we will look forward to having you back and maybe giving you maybe two hours notice next time before you come. That on. would be awesome. I, I could really come up with some good stuff. Man. Thanks, Ben. We appreciate all you do, man. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, that was another episode of the High Ground, uh, powered by Premier Companies. <laughs>